Welcome to More to Come, PW Comic World's weekly podcast on graphic novel and comics publishing. Recorded at the offices in New York City, I'm Calvin Reed, Senior News Editor of Publishers Weekly and Co-Editor of PW Comics World. Check us out at publishersweekly.com slash comics. And I'm Heidi McDonald. I am also co-editor of PW Comics World, as well as the graphic novels review editor of Publishers Weekly and the editor-in-chief of The Beat at comicsbeat.com. And check us out on Twitter at, at PW Comics World. And I'm Kate Fitzsimmons. I'm the podcast producer. And you can check us out on Tumblr at pwcomicsworld.tumblr.com. And don't forget, you can subscribe to More to Come on iTunes. And on Facebook, we're at facebook.com slash PW Comics World. So, this week on More to Come, graphic novel sales in the book world, uh, manga sales rise, caps, cons, and surveys of same, uh, shakeup in the Marvel Universe, and Milestone Media 2.0. So, um, graphic novel sales in the book market. Um, my boss, Jim Milliot, did his uh, a, a look at the hottest and coldest categories in book publishing in uh, 2014, and graphic novel sales uh, led the pack. That's right. They were up uh, 13% in yeah. 2015, yeah. with uh, or 2014, pardon me, with uh, some... Uh, over 8 million graphic novels sold. So, uh, yeah. And, you know, they were definitely, uh, I mean, that's very exciting. The only other adult fiction uh, print category to be up was Westerns, but they only sell like 2 million and change. Uh, so I think it's a really strong showing by graphic novels. And, uh, you know, these numbers come directly from BookScan, which yes. uh, does not even count all sales. Yeah. <laughs> so the actual number is much higher than that, than 8 million. Yes, because it's only 70 cent, 70%, 70%. Some people say 80. Yeah, and some people say that graphic novels, it's only 10% of the sales. Yeah. And, Good point. Um, you know, Brian Hibbs, actually, I, I uh, posted this story about this story on the beat. And Brian Hibbs, who does a yearly book scan survey, actually chimed in and said that when he adds up his book scan numbers, he gets 11 million graphic novels huh. sold in book scan. But he does go in mm-hmm. and add. Add a few things from other categories. For instance, I don't think Mouse is included in the graphic novels. It's included in uh, Memoir. And uh-huh. there's some other odd anomalies so, like that of yeah, books that's... that are that are not included. So Brian does go add those in, and he gets a much higher number. But uh, you know what? That is a good number. Yeah. 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 Well, and number. it's not <laughs> only in the United States this is going on. In Japan, they had a 1% rise in manga sales, which may not sound like much, until you understand that the rest of the Japanese book and magazine industry had had its biggest drop ever, 4.3% drop from uh, 2013 sales, while manga sales were up 1%. Yeah, and you know, I, I, as, as Diamond told me one time, when they, for years, they said they had a 1% customer uh, count up, which is meant one percent more stores. I said, you know, one percent isn't much, and uh, they said, well, it's not a drop. And yeah, you know what? Well, That's very important. Yeah, I mean, I even agree. that kind of leveling out is is important because manga's been in free fall for a while. Hasn't yeah, it? and and when um, you compare it to the just overall sales in the industry, you realize that sort of adjusted for industry trends and the amount of money people are willing to spend on reading material, they're really up. Comparatively mm-hmm. speaking, yeah. yeah, and I mean, I think, uh, I mean, I would love to drill down more on those uh, book scan numbers. And you know, Brian Hibbs does normally leak them, uh, the entire chart, the year end chart, so we will be able to see these yeah. hopefully in a few weeks. But, um, 
You know, uh, I think uh, it, we just said it was a good year for them. I mean, I think things like Roz Chast and Jules Pfeiffer getting into the graphic novel sure. realm really helped. Um, you know, strong years from all the usual suspects. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Marvel's getting back into it as well. I mean, I think they've really boosted their trade program there, mm-hmm. uh, even given all the weird difficulties that they have with it. But, um, you know, they seem to be doing a lot better, a lot stronger. Mm-hmm. And, of course, uh, you know, image. Image, image comics. I mean, that's really Yeah, image the books thing. are yeah. just... Um, uh, even Dan Buckley uh, yeah. uh, was uh, pointing out that what a strong year they had. While at the same time he was pointing out, actually, um, in his interview with ICB2, that uh, that he was pleasantly surprised at how well Marvel did in the book. Trip. Right. Well, interestingly, when we talked about Image Expo, uh, Eric Stevenson had a chart which showed... That based on the book scan numbers, DC was number one, um, Image was number two, yeah, yeah. and Marvel was number three. Yeah, yeah. And that's a really a fantastic so, finish for Image, considering that DC has been in this space for 25 years. Yes. And, um, and, um, and in fact, our even presence here on the reporting scene ha- owes a lot to DC back in the day. I mean, they were very, they were, they were. Uh, uh, visionary and looking forward to well, and if, recognizing that the book market was going to be critical. Well, as Rich Johnson is fond of telling everyone, he actually did pioneer it. And But, you know, I mean, he did. He, <laughs> he did. did. And, he and DC, really did. DC had a book program long before anyone else did. <laughs> and, uh, I mean, some indies like Bifanographics and Verona Corley definitely were trying to get into the book program. Uh, but, um, you know, DC definitely led the way, and you, you definitely have to give them props for that, and I definitely need to stop saying definitely, but yeah. Um, anyway, you know, There's things are, things. things are, you know what, uh, this is the one time where maybe we can sit here at more to come and just say, you know, things are looking good. Things are. I mean, we, well, we've been kind of reporting good news for about the last six months, so uh, let's I mean, hope I, we can continue it. Yeah. But uh, at the same time, um, something we'll get to a little bit later, there's a lot of winds of change blowing through um, the comics industry. We've already seen some consolidation, and I suspect we'll see some more, so not everyone. Yeah, and- there was, uh, I think, maybe it's time to talk conventions. I was just about to yes, do that, Kate. Yeah. And speaking of things that are uh, on the rise, uh, comic arts festivals are definitely on the rise. And, um, you know, there's more of them than ever before. We just had a whole bunch of announcements this week from uh, Lineworks, uh, uh, which is the show in Seattle. Wait, no. Lineworks is a show in yeah. Portland. Even yeah. I get yeah. them mixed mm-hmm. up. They yeah. announced that their guests, including Daniel Klaus, Lisa Hanawalt, Lisa Congdon, and someone whose name I'm forgetting who does animation, uh, but a very uh, kind of eclectic mix, but eclectic but very new media mix. And um, then, let's see, Short Run announced its date. Now, LCAF is a show in London, and they announced that they're going to two days instead of one day. And uh, so they're doubling their size. Uh, mm-hmm. They do not have a venue yet, but, you know, <laughs> they are definitely going to two days. Uh, let's see what else we had. And then I, I just just as, uh, this afternoon got an announcement of a new show that's called the Southwest Comics and Animation Festival, or Comics and Literary, and you know what, I'm, I'm messing up the name. It definitely has a name. It's set in Austin. and it's, it's in Austin, so it must be good. Uh, yeah, well, it's also sort of um, taking off on South by Southwest a little bit. Ah. I think it's called the Southwest, uh, you know, Animation yeah. Festival. You know, let me get the exact name of it. But, um, now, this is a brand new show that I had never heard of, and I even asked a couple of my friends if they had heard of it, and they had never, they hadn't, and, uh, <laughs> and, uh, and yet it turns out that, it, you know, they did a Kickstarter, which didn't work, and here's and it's you know a new show in Austin, which is a very fruitful 
uh, venue. So, um, you know, and then with our CXC announced, the Columbus show. Oh, uh, yes, that, right. That, the that Clo- Jeff's- Columbus Crossroads. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. Know, so- and of course, the LA, the LA show uh, that launched, uh, what was that, in December or something? Mm-hmm. Was that in That's LA? right. Oh, yeah. Uh, I mean, Comic so the, Arts LA. The, 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 the ca- yeah, the the, uh, the calf business seems to be doing just well. We know at the Mega Inn that the, the, these things just keep getting bigger and bigger. Um, yeah, I'm sorry. Here's here's the title. It's the New South Festival of Literary Arts and Cartoonists. So great. To okay. Give it its, it's uh, now, are there too many calves? name. <laughs> are there too many calves? Uh, yeah. Well, I guess we'll find out. I mean. I'm not hearing back that, you know, people aren't attending. I mean, when we, if we're not at the shows themselves, uh, what we're hearing back uh, when we heard from L.A. was that it was well attended. Well, and yes. And L.A. were happy. Yes, that show sounded like it was gangbusters. But, um, so, you know, speaking of gangbusters, you I know, mean, maybe well, the answers to this, um, or part of the answers, may lay in a new survey. Yes. The survey, uh, yes. I mean, uh, just uh, around New York. Mm-hmm. I mean, they things seem to be just doing fine. Yeah. Things seem to be growing every year. Yes. Great shows, right? Right. You know, Whether you're talking about Cab or Mocha, which do, is making a comeback. I do wonder if it might be that calves, by their very nature, sort of embrace a, an area's local art scene a lot better. So, and people are expecting that. So, people, it kind of embraces whatever artists happen to be there or in the area, and. It's less like some guy coming from a thousand miles away than feeling really disappointed that he didn't sell a lot of stuff and more, you know, everybody local who's got a comic and a few people who feel like coming in, you know, really bringing the scene together into Mm -hmm. one event. Oh, yeah. Well, there's definitely that kind of local scene feeling. You know, I I forgot to announce uh, uh, another one of these is that Ape announced. The new Ape announced its dates and location. Uh, Uh It will be the first weekend in October. Mm -hmm. Which is also actually opposite CXC, the new Columbus show. Um, but, you know, it's impossible to avoid yeah. some kind of, uh, b- b- you know, mm-hmm. confluence here. And uh, they will be at the San Jose Convention Center, which is certainly a uh, good-sized venue. Well, so, I, I would just throw in, just uh, in, in reference to what um, uh, Kate was saying, I mean, the caps also, I mean, they're fairly inexpe- uh, inexpensive to attend. I mean, I'm, I'm agreeing Generally with speaking, you. Generally speaking, yeah. Yeah. Well, either there, there's a very minimal entrance fee or no fee at all. Um, that certainly brings out the fans. And, I mean, one of the things we've been talking about for the last year is that there's just a, a burgeoning group of fans out there that are looking for something new. Yeah. And where to go, where would you go to find that but at a local Indie Comics Camp. Well, one thing I actually heard back, all the way back at New York mm-hmm. Comic Con 2014 um, from a couple people was that they really felt that people were buying more comics in Artist Sally. Mm-hmm. That they were, you know, picking mm. up the tiny little indie books instead of, you know, uh, art commission of some famous comic book mm. character. And I can see how if you have this grown by, you know, the rise of digital indie comics and image and so on, this new audience of people who are looking for the next new quirky little thing mm-hmm. um, and, and enjoying that DIY feel, that that would be a really good match well, for the calves. I think, yeah. And I think when you just look at what we were just saying about comic sales being up 13% and image definitely leading the way, I mean, there is a new audience, you Absolutely. know, and they seem to want to go. I mean, obviously, we talk all the time about Comic-Cons being huge and everything, but I think there's a real audience that wants to have that hand, that handmade maker DIY aesthetic that they get at a smaller show. Yeah. 
And um, and once again, also, even the big mega cons are acknowledging the change in the demographic that are attending. Yes, yes, they yeah. are. Well, they're certainly acknowledging that, you know, it's gender uh, demographics. Sure. I mean, I mm-hmm. think a lot of shows still have a hard time. Uh, I think they have a hard time getting indie cartoonists in there uh, to afford the table prices. Yeah. I mean, you know, the price are too high. we love Mocha, but their tables yeah. are yeah. very high. They're yeah. like for uh, almost $500. And I, you know, the, the, a lot of the table fees went out this week and I did see a lot, some mm. grumbling about it on uh, social media. Well, even, no names, but, um, you even know. I'm curious, of- weren't New York's tables always the highest? Well, that's Mocha. Mocha? That's what mocha. I mean, Mocha, Bo. I mean, uh, yes. In all, New York. <laughs> well, they always were. But, you know, I think that there's a lot of, um, you know, in the past, the festival was the fundraiser for the museum. And right. that's why table costs were very high. Right. Um, with the Society of Illustrators, it does not need to be a um, fundraiser. A fundraiser. Uh, but the table costs have stayed the same because this is a very expensive city. Yeah. So yes, that that's my only point. Yeah. You know, well, I mean, um, even even big names in indie have typically shared their tables at Mocha. Sometimes, yes, like mm-hmm. you'll find three major cartoonists yeah. at one table just to cover the fees. And actually, many of the things we're saying it's interesting because there are some interesting um, yep. stuff that comes up in this survey. Well, yes, we haven't even mentioned this. Sometimes, really. sort of counterintuitive. But, right now, uh, I teamed up with the Devastator, which is mm-hmm. a humor magazine uh, out of. LA and last year they did a survey of uh, how much did indie exhibitors earn at Comic Con so they surveyed people it was a very long and detailed survey to get to the end of it you had to really be very dedicated but they got last year about 50 people to do it and this year I I helped at the beat to uh, promote it and they got over 100 so it's certainly not definitive but it is probably a good benchmark Uh, and they added up the numbers and uh, of how much people made at various shows, how much people liked various shows, and uh, found out a lot of things. Like uh, the the shows that they looked at, or you can see this, by the way, if you go to the Devastator, uh, they suggest you donate one dollar to uh, to download the report, uh, which is very very reasonable. Uh, so I highly recommend doing it. But um, uh, let's see. Some of the shows they looked at were San Diego Comic-Con, of course, Denver Comic-Con, New York Comic-Con, Phoenix, Salt Lake, Emerald City, WonderCon, TCAF, Ape, Geek Girl Con, Long Beach, Rose City, Kamikaze, Mocha, SPX, and the Baltimore Comic-Con. And, uh, and not only did they rank them by average sales and by average rating, they also have what they call the super ranking. The super ranking, ranking yes. Which takes into <laughs> account... Um, costs versus profit uh with the how much did you actually enjoy it right mixed right. in and the number one show was tcaf followed yeah. by yeah. the phoenix comic-con and, and, and then geek girl con which yeah. uh you know i'm not too surprised by any of those but number four this is kind of a surprise was ape, ape. <laughs> which i never hear and, and the ape was actually like tcaf was the number one grossing show among calves uh and then followed by ape which to me is totally counterintuitive because hmm. Uh, everyone I always talk to says there's absolutely no money at it. So, uh, however, I think the Devastator had a lot of... They also said that um, makers, like people who are yeah. T-shirts and yes. merchandise, they, I mean, they did not differentiate by that, and those tended to make a lot more, and Ape has a lot of those. So, And, and it's funny, because Dan was even... In our, the interview we did with Dan mm-hmm. Beto um, last year, he, he said as much mm-hmm. that yeah. I mean, he's had to adjust his thinking on that issue. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
And if you sell them more than comics, you're probably going to make more money. Right. Well, there was a lot of really interesting information in this survey, yeah. uh, which I had nothing to do with crunching the numbers. That was all Amanda uh, at at the Devastator. Uh, she that's really awesome. I can't recommend the Devastator enough. Uh, by the way, yeah, it's also a, a really humor magazine. It's it's pretty hilarious, and this is probably the best written survey results I, I've seen. <laughs> so so Amanda Meadows and Jeffrey Golden. At the Devastator, I mean, it really, it really does them. paint a really interesting. Picture it does, of, and of and the con experience. You know, we hope to do it next year, and uh, again, I mean, like I don't really do anything. <laughs> so, but you know, one thing I want to ask you about it, it was some interesting sort of counterintuitive stuff came out of this. Mm-hmm. For instance, that um, you know, the shows that exhibitors want to go to the most aren't necessarily the ones where they make the most money. Well, you know, what did I say here? I, I put it. Uh, let's see. Um, I mean, you know. They want to make money, obviously, but the con experience is certainly, in some cases, is maybe a little more important. Right. Well, I, you know, it's it's um, people like uh, mood over moolah sometimes. Yes. You know, I mean, people do go <laughs> to happens. these cons to hang out with their friends yeah. and and have and a good to time. Connect. Sure. Yeah. And, and, I mean, they're social, and I, I think yeah. the high ranking of some shows that don't come out. I think you know, we a hundred people is not the hugest sample. Let's face yeah, it. Yeah. No. Right. No, of course and, not. And, you know, I mean, we're not taking into account how different these different merchants might be. The people who love Ape and don't make a whole lot of money at Ape, you know, that may actually be fairly decent money for them. They may not have gone to these other cons. You know what, though, Kate? I've never heard anyone say they loved Ape. (laughs) Really? So, no, nobody loves that show. And yet a new, speaking of growth... Uh, plans are afoot for a new San Francisco cast. That's true. There is a right, whole right. crew that is working so, on announcing that. That's so. going to make Dan very yeah. happy. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. So, um, yeah. I mean, I think um, there's more to come. <laughs> <laughs> we will return to this topic. Yes, uh, on that, return. you can rely. Um, yeah. This has been a steady growth curve, you know, essentially for the last several years. Well, I think also it is a steady growth curve, but it's also... Um, it's, you know, like for instance, uh, Chicago has a show called cake and we all yes. know Chicago is an amazing town yeah. and it has a yeah, r- yeah. tremendous comics, tremendous cartoonists. Um, and you know, this is again, not the show where people make money hand over fist, yeah. but they still like going cause they like going to Chicago. And, um, you know, just to get back to what Kate was saying, I mean, New York has this awesome, um, I mean, we have three shows, unless I'm forgetting something. There is MoCA. There's also the Comic Arts Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. And then there's the Grand City Comics Festival. Yes, it's a very which I small. Really been yeah, to. but it's a very small, yeah. but mm-hmm. it's still like, yeah. you know, I mean, yeah. it's, it'll be in its third year this year. And, um, you know, we have a huge community here, and that community doesn't mind coming out. Uh, and I think it really, I mean, I'm intrigued by this South Festival because it seems to be mm. trying to make it a book fair as well. Um, oh, which so is an interesting, interesting yeah. tie-in. Yeah. So, um, it, even its name alone, uh, I mean, comics is just sort of one aspect of, uh, right. uh, and they're trying to brand it that way. Yeah. And, you know, just to uh-huh. show that we're not such know-it-alls, I mean, mm-hmm. I've never even heard of this show before, yeah. and they had a Kickstarter, and they've been promoting it for months. But so, I, you know. I admit, and this, is, this goes even beyond just the world of conventions and cast, but uh, I'm, I'm very encouraged by... Well, you know, the, uh, a literary effort, I think, that we're seeing in a broad way to bring comics, you know, into the general world mm-hmm. of, you know, of literary discussion and promotion and, and the whole bit. I mean, it's not 
they're not stuck over in their own little space. It's like let's make sure that, that we, if we've got like a really great lineup of fiction writers, let's make sure we've got some comics, some of the really great comics people in there as well. Right. So this right. is this is all encouraging. Right. Just right. In a broad and I, way I about the medium. I mean, I just I say this all the time, but you know, the time is over to say, oh, if only people liked comics. I mean, come on, people it's, like comics. People yes, like yes, yay! <laughs> hot sauce. It is. It, it is though. They do like comics. <laughs> yes, they, do, they, do, so they do. They do. They do. And you don't have to apologize anymore. So we're here. Okay, we're here. And, we have panels, uh, and we're and get used believe to me, it. And, and all of our friends are coming over, too. No. So, yeah. Anyway. Uh, so, shake up at the Marvel Universe. Well, yeah. Now, you know, or I, mashup of the Marvel right. Universe. Now, so, yeah. I would like to say that I do feel that a lot of the current success of the comics industry is based on, uh, we have Dan DiDio to thank for it, because I think the new 52 is really yeah. what kicked off. Yes. This new era. Yes, in so many ways. You and can trace so many things absolutely. back. Digital as mm-hmm. well as yes. just looking at our uh, 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 comics publishers, looking at their properties. So Right. And yeah, I, I mean, I, I, it definitely lifted all boats. And there's, yeah. there's you know, no one who doesn't agree with that, yeah. I think. And now we see the new 52 is coming to an end with Convergence and the move to the West Coast where something else will come out of it. Mm-hmm. So it's not really a reboot, but it'll be a... A boot. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we, we won't really know exactly what it is until we see it. But it, it's, start- June. It, it's starting to look like they're going to keep most of the new 52 and use this as an excuse to absorb in things from the past that they wish to. Right. Right. Return to us. Yes. Well, that perhaps yeah. a topic of a future, yeah. a future well, we look podcast. Forward to finding out comforting more. to uh, our comics piece out there. Nothing ever really goes oh, away. No. <laughs> Except um, Thunderbird. Thunderbird never came back. Yeah. But anyway. Um, now, Marvel is, uh, by coincidence or perhaps not, Marvel is doing the exact same thing at a similar time frame. But, well, they're not doing the exact same thing. Well, we don't really know what they're doing well, because it's a secret. It's a secret well, war. And I actually have, I'm a little confused. I mean, I don't follow Marvel as closely I, these days as I used to. I'm sorry, Kate, I, go I on. think I can help you. Yes, yeah. let Kate yeah. explain. She's... Okay, so while in New 52, um, DC reversed what it did in uh, Crisis on Infinite Earths and went back to having a multiverse, mm-hmm. um, Marvel has long been an enormous multiverse. They even have Earth 616, Earth 2, you know, basically right. everybody's got a number. And there are 40 million different universes. And um, most prominently, there is the Ultimate Universe, uh, which was created years ago as like an easily introducible jumping off point, but quickly became as weird, if not weirder, and harder to explain than the regular multi- uh, Marvel Universe. Um, so after spawning some acclaimed comics... It appears to be winding down, and they've decided to not lose everything they had in the Ultimate Universe by mooshing it together with the regular Marvel Universe. Just uh, as it was put by Editor-in-Chief Axel Alonso. But I don't know. How can they all exist in the same universe? Well, they're Calvin. Come on now. That's a basic multiversal Miles Morales. But they're not the same person, so why shouldn't they? Well, that's fine. That's what I'm going to say. Actually, that is what the event will be about. Apparently, they're going to make, I don't know, the characters or the characters as representatives of different parts of the multiverse or something. People are going to be battling it out to see 
who stays in Marvel Comics? Well, the way I kind of... I mean, if we could step back from worrying about the 616 or the mm. 242 or the whatever universe, um, I think there's a couple things. And, um, you know, Kate, I, think, I, w- I would disagree when you said that the Ultimate Universe quickly became uh, entrenched because, I mean, it came out 15 years ago. I mean, well, it's, no, I remember... It got as, weird quick. I was there right, reading right, it. Right, and within, like, two years, right, right. it was but, I mean, it, a strange place to be. Right, but it also stayed pretty much, you know, it was definitely an exciting place for... It's very exciting. Yes, it was yes. very exciting. It was. I just meant that, like... It was introduced as like easy to understand and right. simple and the one that you would give to your teenager who was like, right. I want to read Spider-Man. And it quickly became as Byzantine right. and strange yes. as yes. the regular yes. Marvel yes. Universe, yes. Yes. by which I do not mean bad. No, no, uh, no, no, no. I was, yeah, they're but, reading it. Yes, they couldn't <laughs> help but become a little confusing. And then it has dwindled. The Ultimate Universe has definitely dwindled away because the purpose of it doesn't exist anymore you know people get into the marvel universe by watching the avengers yeah. you know well, this is true that's and then they point. then that's they, how they introduce yes, themselves exactly. to they get they into them the through, through billion dollar movies yeah so uh so so what is i could say uh, now i don't I, you know i haven't been told this but just as an observer and a, a industry observer i would guess that the, there definitely will be no ultimate universe after this that's for sure um now what will happen to the marvel universe i think i've said on here many times that Marvel, you know, they did the new, what was it? New, what was that thing that Marvel Next, remember? And then there was Mar- new Marvel, Marvel Now. Marvel Now. And then there was Marvel Now Next, or Marvel This, or Marvel That. And I mean, we don't <laughs> even remember. But basically, they just kept soft relaunching title after title after title for the right. past Nothing changed. Years. They just right. relaunched the title. So I think Marvel will never do a full-on reboot, New 52 style, unless they have absolutely no other choice. Right. And that they're so far from that. They're yeah. so, I mean, they're on top of the world right now. Yeah. I think they're going to reboot a couple tiny corners of the Marvel Universe right. through this, that where they think they have a better idea, which they're going to pull in from Ultimate right. <clears throat> Universe. And the rest of it, they'll leave as is. Right. Right. Um, it, and also, when they did Marvel Next Now, when they did Marvel Now, um, they did it over a period of months. And I think we talked about it at the time that we were so confused by how it was happening because, yeah. you know, there'd be launching new Marvel. And, and they'd never really give you like a clear list of like, now yeah. check in for this one now. And this one, it was all just sort of like, oh, here's a new Marvel now. Have I started reading that? I can't remember. And, and they relaunched some of the titles like after eight issues also. So what they are <laughs> kind of doing is a little new 52 and that they're saying, oh, at the end of this month, there'll be a whole new world order, you know? And, uh, I mean, I don't think Marvel <clears throat> really needs to clean up their continuity, but maybe they're going to get rid of some of the characters that are owned by other movie studios. I mean, yeah. you know, the Fantastic Four, or some of the mutants. Uh, are... I, don't, I don't think they're going to get rid of those because they're hoping they'll eventually get them back. I think they're going to try to get every cash cow they can out of the Ultimate Universe. And... Which is really only Miles Morales at this point, and maybe well, uh, they Black, might get... Black Nick Fury. They, yeah. Well... Although they kind of already sort of did in uh, Marvel 616 by just being like, well, he's the son of original Nick Fury. There. Question answer. Mm-hmm. Everybody oh. happy. Actually, that's good. I've, I've been looking for someone to explain that to me. Yeah, for yeah no, he's years. a different guy. He's just the son of the other one. That's, yeah. Okay. That, Simple that, answer. I can handle it's it. It's like Richard Daly and, you know, the mayor of Chicago. Yeah, but. yeah. Yes, yes. Except one of them is a super spy. Right. 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 <laughs> right. And a former howling commando. Uh, well, you know, what I'm waiting to see is, of course, is, I don't know, a small item on um, Agent Carter last night is that the Howling Commandos seem to be planning to show up in a future episode. 
By the way, we should totally talk about Agent Carter in a future podcast because that I, show is so it's much so good. Fun. It, it's it's a good yeah, show. They it's finally figured it out. Show. Yeah, that woman is awesome. I can never remember her name. Haley Atwell. She's awesome, and now the, the acting and writing throughout, I think, is 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 pretty good. I, I've heard nothing <laughs> but good buzz about this. I mean, like have you, you, oh, you haven't watched it. I, I have. I've been saving it up ah, for when I can sit down and okay. watch it in a giant chunk, the, uh, uh, or a lot of it in a giant chunk. And usually, I mean. Comics fans, we know comics fans. We love to complain. We love to nitpick. We love to have issues. Mm-hmm. I have not heard anything, when say anything bad, about the Agent Carter series. No. And a lot of people were ready to pick notes. Yeah, absolutely. So I mean, um, I've yeah. lost track of Agent Shield, but this thing is yeah. way better than Agent. And it is yeah. way better from the first. Show. Absolutely, from and you know, uh, you know, Kate, after you watch it, let's let's all yeah, have we, a, should, I think we should definitely we'll do. A, we'll talk about we Agent Carter. Talk I think about it. it's a really interesting show in a lot of ways, and. Um, um, I hope, you know, it's only a miniseries now, but um, I would actually not want it to see it come back as a as an ongoing series. I would rather see it in that HBO way as maybe a season of, you know, 10, 12 episodes really strong. And uh, It really is, yeah. just uh, because it's so good. And then, you know... Yeah, but, and, and you could always do the sequel miniseries thing where and, it's about a different new exactly. plot starring the same characters, but also self-contained. Transmedia yeah. thing yeah, yeah, yeah. to the max. Exactly. It's, but... Yes, but let's go. Anyway, on. That was a, anyway, that was a side. Yeah, yes, yes, we do like Agent <laughs> Carter. But um, yeah, you know, Marvel's on top right now. And um, however, maybe if you do look, Marvel is on top of the comics sales, but only by dint of churning them out at a very high rate. You know, like some of their books ship two or even three times a month, mm-hmm. and they've had to really. You know, put their note. I mean, they've dropped their rates. I mean, they've done everything they can. I mean, obviously, Marvel cannot pump any money into its publishing because Ike won't let them. Well, so they must instead use their own existing resources to do that. And so I, I do feel that this is a way to um, significantly enhance per issue sales. Well, and I do wonder if this won't be a very convenient, surreptitious way of dropping a bunch of titles that maybe don't sell so well without making it look like they're weak and trying to consolidate. Instead, well, I, they're like, oh, this is our new slate. Coincidentally, it's slightly smaller. I don't know. Markle doesn't have a problem with canceling books, you know? They just canceled, you know, She-Hulk and Ghost Rider and a lot of people like those books. So, you know, I don't... No, I, I mean, but I meant, like, if they, if they want to rethink and consolidate and cancel, like, a big chunk all at once, this would be a very smooth way of doing it well they just had uh, a press conference this afternoon where they announced the first few books um and it turns out that uh brian bendis and mark bagley will be drawing uh, a book called ultimate end uh, i don't know what that could be about but um <laughs> interestingly it's pointed out that they were the team on the first ultimate universe book ultimate spider-man number one so having they're coming back the team is coming back together for ultimate end so i do think at least with what was announced today it really is more about the end of the ultimate universe than any changes to 616 okay okay um well, exciting stuff uh, if, if you're a Marvel fan, okay? I certainly was, although I'm, I'm, I find it, you know, a little baffling, uh, the modern superhero But maybe publishing. this universe will be for you, Calvin. Well, I, I, you know what? It, it would be a lot more if Marvel would send us some of their issues. Well, they hint, can't hint, do that. And I bet they won't well, do they that. Well, they can't do that. Um, like well, DC maybe they does. Could, well, maybe uh, they could give you the digital issues. Yeah, well, we're, you know, I'm just saying. But that's okay. We're going to keep up as best we can. Um, 
yeah. it's just easier to keep up with DC. They send us the books. Well, it is, you know, but <laughs> but guess what? You know, Marvel doesn't send out review copies to anyone, yeah. anywhere, yeah. anytime. Although they've just started to send out a few of their graphic novels for review here us here at pw thank goodness uh and uh guess what they're the number one publisher so (laughs) you know no need to change unfortunately i guess not well we'd love to to talk more about your number one publisher Mm -hmm. and uh so there you go well uh speaking one more Mm -hmm. thing about them uh ms marvel images have been showing up in an odd place they uh in san francisco some people were taking out some anti-Islamic ads on buses and some anonymous activist vigilante has been pasting pictures of Ms. Marvel, the Kamala Khan version, who is indeed a Muslim character, over the anti-Islamic ads. Yeah. No, it's very clever street art that, that, you know, paints over or prints over whatever they're doing right and that's great you know that's a great use of islamophobia it's a really great to see a a kind of viral real world use of a character like that it does sort of indicate that she's being absorbed into pop culture as a whole very much so yeah clearly being processed uh, uh, she was and certainly the character and her books were mentioned by dan buckley in his interview as you know being a big hit Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah. so um should we talk a little bit about that interview while we're talking about marvel uh, um, well, well, we already I think, did. I think we kind of have. Um, well, no, just the the bit that he was saying that um, that he's found that diversity sells. That the reason they're doing it is it sells, and they're glad it sells, and that um, it's doing really well for them. Uh, yes. No. He, he. Well, he seemed to give. He gave credit to um, uh, um, Alonzo Axel. Yeah. For really, for pushing forward with it. But yeah, and he he says it's working. Um, um, he, you know, he he talked about diversity to some extent, but um, yeah, I don't, well, I don't I mean, really have too much more. Yeah, to add to I that. mean, there's not too much, uh, you know. I A mean, plus for carrying it off. Yeah, well, we've talked about this many, many times over the past year, and you know, Marvel hasn't been afraid to try diversity, and I got to give Axel some credit on that. Yeah. Um, I mean, he definitely is someone, and um, you know, I think, I think. Uh, comics really focused on uh, gender diversity in 2014, and uh, which is awesome. And you know, so many statistics came out. And by the end of the year, we went into the year thinking that men read comics. We came out of the year thinking that everybody read comics, yep. which, which is part of that 13. percent mm. um, I don't think there's been as much attention to um, racial diversity as much, and I think that's unfortunate. And uh, just to give a- Axel some credit, I think he's very, very much mm-hmm. um, interested in that and very. Very, mm-hmm. uh, very on top of that, and I, I think yeah, I think it shows, you know. And, and he's not the only one. Milestone Comics, the imprint of African American comics, which has uh, been around and coming in and out of existence for years, um, in partnership with DC, has reformed into Milestone 2.0, and uh, will not only be bringing back their classic titles such as Static but will be, they said they're not in the uh, nostalgia business, they're going to be bringing out a lot of new titles and they're going to be partnering with a lot of companies that aren't DC too. 
Yeah. yeah I so, mean, this announcement came out. It was a little bit detail light, but, um, yeah, you know, yeah. still that's very well so far. Milestone Media launched in 1994, pioneering African-American owned uh, publishing, uh, comics publishing, uh, uh, founded by uh, the late Dwayne McDuffie uh, and I think four other co-founders. Uh, Reggie Hudlin was sort of being the spokesperson, it seems. He's one of the co-founders. Yeah. <clears throat> in a big story in the Washington Post talking about the 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 revival uh, of the franchise um, with his partners, um, Dennis Cowan, uh, Derek Dingle, um, and they, they left out Michael Davis. Well, he's bought out. He, he, he was bought out. He okay. left. Okay. Yeah, right, he, he left, left. Okay. or was bought out. Bought I mean, out. he didn't really talk about the details yeah. of it, but there is... But, um, but everything Kate said is, is yeah. true, yeah, that, that, that they're they're looking to revive their characters like Hardware and Static Shock, and but uh, I, no doubt well, update Well, Static Shock them. is coming back as a... Yeah, as a, yeah, uh, a show. Is Isn't it a TV show yeah, or Yeah, but it's going to be well? a, a TV show, but it's for, like, the Sony PlayStation Network or... Yeah, yeah. Or the WB's new network. I mean, it's for... You know, not for TV. Uh, not for regular TV, well, but I mean, yes. as we've been well, discovering more and more, that cover. is less and less important. So, yeah, we're gonna have to. That's a whole other topic. Yeah. All of these things coming back. Well, Powers is coming out Powers just next coming. month, yeah, right? Yeah. And and Marvel's got a whole series of of things that they're going to be doing on netflix on yeah. netflix so Which, um, yeah so well that's another more another to show to come more to come but but certainly um uh i think any comics fans certainly african-american comics fans are will be looking very closely at milestone media uh they were historic uh they had great characters they even brought Static Shock back briefly during the New 52, didn't they? Yes. They yes. Did. Unfortunately, um, it was not a last. particularly good comic. Sadly. Didn't last, but I actually read it. I liked it. Mm-hmm. Um, but, so we'll see. Uh, this should be fun. Um, you know, all of these people, you know, creators, you know, have great track records. So we're going to see. And it'll yeah. be great to see Milestone Media as as a monument to great cartooning, well, as well as to Dwayne McDuffie. Yeah. It'd be good to see it back published I mean, it'd be great to see that. And I think, as I mentioned, uh, you know, the fact that Static Shock has been around yeah. mm-hmm. for so long and come back and come back and mm-hmm. come back. You know, he's had his yeah. own animated TV show and, and uh, coming back. I mean, it's a very... Uh, lasting character, yeah. and um, you know we need this. We need yes, diversity. Absolutely. We need new. We need this new take on comics. Yes, um, and uh, you know, I mean, I think everybody likes comics, but um, there's still more people than in everybody. <laughs> well, there's, there's plenty more people to reach out <laughs> yes, there. Yes, um, yes, plenty and... more. Plenty more. Than yeah, where they came from. Yeah. All right. So, uh, news briefs. News briefs. Well, uh, we managed to bundle in most of our oh, news we? briefs <laughs> okay. into our regular coverage. <laughs> but what we can tell you is that Crunchyroll is going into the new manga business. They will be having their very own webcomic. Uh, we don't know if they will be bringing out more in the future. We do know they're having one coming out now. It's called Hypersonic Music Club. It's about cyborgs fighting monster girls. Yes, I was I'm very not close. sure how that has hmm. anything to do with music. I suppose we'll find out. <laughs> yes, well, we're gonna, we'll go check out. I'll check out my Crunchyroll account yep. and see what it's about. And um, also, Image Comics is now going to have its very own subscription service. Now, that's I found that interesting. I mean, uh, I didn't know. I mean, when I was a kid, you could do that if I'm not mistaken. I think I did it to a few books. Um, where you could subscribe and get the issue every month. But I didn't even know comics publishers still did that sort of thing. Oh, you can do that with Marvel and DC still. Yeah, yeah so okay, didn't it? Yeah, so, so Image is just getting Image into that just game. just joining in it as well. I, I, you know, it's uh, something that I remember from the dimmed 
past um, that apparently is not so ancient or, or not so out of date as I thought that the publishers still allow you to do that? Yeah, I remember being a teenager and subscribing to Hellblazer and having to pretend I was 18 to get it. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. you know, when I did it, there was still a Comics Code Authority. So there was, <laughs> that's what you got. You know, um... <laughs> you couldn't get any good stuff. You know, I have a little news brief of my own, if I can jump in there. Please do. Uh, I, actually, that, uh, I, you know, a lot of companies are putting out their spring lists. In fact, our announcements, our announcements issue in Publishers Weekly came oh, out yes. this week earlier. Oh, yes. Um, I, but it's not out from behind the paywall yes, but yet. It's still but, behind um, the paywall. So we'll have to talk about that. Yeah, so we'll talk about that on the, the next yeah. time. Um, yeah. But uh, I, I just got a couple of announcements from Alternative Comics and, and 2D Cloud, which are, you know, small presses. And uh, 2D Cloud's definitely ramping up, but they both have hired new people. Alternative has hired Eric Khan, who has an interesting background and does everything from a DJ to a congressional aide as their marketing director. And uh, 2D Cloud, which is based in Minneapolis, has brought on Blaze Larmy, who's a pretty well-known and controversial yeah. alternative cartoonist, as their marketing director and hired uh, Melissa Carraher as their publicist. So I think it's interesting to see these small companies getting bigger. Yeah, Everything's yeah. getting bigger. Yeah. It's no, I have a news brief, too. <laughs> oh. Leap in with one? Please do. Um, uh, no Brow, the fabulous UK um, graphic novel publisher, is launching its own app. Yes. Um, with right seven titles, um, uh, among which I think it's uh, is Luke Pearson's uh, Hilda Folk. Um, they're launching it. You can get the app now in the App Store. Uh, it's free, uh, but the seven titles, they're, I think they're priced at $2.99. Um, but uh, Tucker Stone tells me they're going to be a range of prices. Uh, they're launching it at Angolim uh, on... Um, well, I guess when they, what is it, open? January 29th? Or it opens tomorrow. Opens tomorrow. Um, uh, where they're going to be demo, uh, demoing the, the app itself. And there's also going to be a, a tweet chat open forum on January the 30th. And the the, uh, the digital designer will be there, and you can come in and ask questions and learn anything you want about it. But um, great graphic novels uh, from No Brow in digital editions uh, available to you now. And also launching an Angolum is, is uh, pretty interesting. And by the time this comes out, this will be uh, lifted embargo. But, you know, Comixology is again at Angolum, and they're doing a whole big social media thing there with news oh, and coverage. Oh, that's right, yes. And which is kind of interesting because uh, nobody went before, and now uh, a lot of people. Are going well, not a lot, but I mean, some people, uh, some, and it's just definitely just more interest in Angoulême here in the United States. Uh, mad cans are coming. I think it just has to do with the uh, huge interest. I mean, there's a lot of French comics here now, yeah, yeah. and um, well, there's more, more, yeah. more to come. And all right, so I think that wraps it up for this week. All right, we, we're wrapping up this week, but you know, there's always going to be more to come. All right. <laughs> 